0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dirtbags worldwide, from my voice to your ears, or your speakers, or whatever, we got us a freaking all-star game. We got us an all-star weekend. We have a futures game, and we have one Freaking hell of a home run derby! I'm here for it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm all here for it. Oh my goodness! I know it kind of sounds like I'm a little more monotone, a little more just chilling by the, but I'm really, I really am trying to contain the excitement in my voice because, man it it has been such it has been such a historic season so far not only, obviously, statistically, but just how do you want to say the, like, perceptionally, like, you got to think about this. I mean, the first couple weeks, we were already talking about the year of the no-hitter. We're talking about, you know, multiple, multiple individuals that can easily, you know, eclipse the 40 home run mark easily before we even get you know, we're already basically in the mid, midway point of the season, but, like, we're already talking about them eclipsing easily 40, 40 home runs within this coming month. And we have one individual on pace to break the 60 home run mark. So we'll get into that in a second, but I just I just want to lay the floor out a little bit and just... There's a lot. As far as the festivities to be had, there is... Really man, I'm I'm just really trying to wrap my mind around it because there's so much to really take away from each of the individual games, events, whatever you want to call them, um, as far as as the league's concerned, as far as MLB is concerned, as far as the state of baseball in general is concerned, as far as I guess you could say even individual teams themselves as far as, you know, showcasing their all-stars or like I said, with the futures, they're, they're up and comers. So they're really, I mean, obviously I'll get into it right now, but there are a couple of different angles that, that you can be able to take away from just this one single week, one single weekend and, and, you know, not only look forward to the immediate future, but also, you know, what's, what's to come as well for some of these, some of these teams in I think it is a really good time to just be a baseball fan in general. I think that's just the best time for everybody to just kind of come together and just celebrate the game itself. I think that that really is the essence. It's like, hey, we're just celebrating the pinnacle of excellence and the pinnacle of performance in our beloved sport. You know, here's the best that we have to offer, you know, at each position and, you know, and just throw out. You know, try to throw out an amazing product on the field. So, you know, I am, uh, I am all here for it. Let's, uh, well, dang. I mean, yeah. I guess I'll just get right into it. Let's just let's just go from top to bottom. Let's go with the roster. You know, we'll start with the all star roster, and um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. I guess we'll we'll just we'll take this journey from 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 there. I guess. So I guess we'll just start on the bump with our all-star pitchers. We'll start with the American League. Uh, I'm just going to list them off, so feel free to uh, to rewind back, take your notes, whatever whatever you may, um, as far as the, these uh, individuals. But pretty great list here from what I'm seeing. So without further ado, for the AL all-star pitchers, we have Garrett Cole. The Yankees have Lance Lynn with the Sox. We have Carlos Rodon with Sox also representing. Shane Bieber with the Indians. We have Shohei Otani with the Angels. Aroldis Chapman with the Yankees. Liam Hendricks with the Sox. We have Matt Barnes with the Red Sox. We have Nathan. Yeah, we got Nathan Nevaldi with the Red Sox. We got Kyle Gibson with the Rangers. You Kuchu- say Kukuchi with the Mariners. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. I got Ryan Presley with the Astros. And I got Gregory Soto with our Tigers down, or I should say up in Detroit, I should say. So that is our. List of American League pitchers, which pretty great list. I mean that that sounds right about right about around the lines of what I would have for my fantasy lineup. Actually, I do have a couple of those names in my lineup. So I mean, hey, that sounds that sounds about right on uh, on par with with what you would expect. So not not mad at who's on the bump. And let's see. For National League, we have of course Jacob Degrom just doing. Doing Jacob Degrom things on the bump, you know, definitely deserving of that nod. Uh, we have Kevin Gossman with the Giants. I have Corbin, oh Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff both with the Brewers. Nice some some Brewer some Brewer love right there. Glad to see Milwaukee getting some love. They definitely have been dominant. Speaking of dominance, we're talking about you, Darvish, Craig Krim, Kimbrell, yeah, Craig Kimbrell. I don't know why I always tongue tongue tie his name, even though I've said his name like a thousand times. Uh, Josh Hader, also with the Brewers. We have Mark. Melican with the Padres. I have Hermán Marquez with the Rockies. We have Alex Reyes with the Cardinals. I have Trevor Rogers with the Marlins and Zach Wheeler rounding it out with the Phillies. That is our National League All-Star pitchers right there. So same thing here. We got, you know, three, three Milwaukee pitchers. Got Jacob DeGrom just doing his thing. You Darvish doing his thing, of course. Zach Wheeler. Mark Millison yeah like all these all of these names that I've mentioned as far as on the bump some uh, some pretty pretty tough spots to to fill or to to try and take one over the other I think it's going to be a really great a really great showcase I'm not sure if they're going to do an inning each or how how that works if they're going to work on the thirds or you know just depending on the switch outs and stuff like I I really am like I do I am on the train and from the school of thought that kind of should not kind of should I'm, I'm from the school of thought and that on the train, however you want to mix up those words that basically supports all-star games being some kind of incentive across all sports, you know, you know, whatever conference wins, Gets home field advantage or whatever. I'm all for that. I feel like that would maybe throw in a little extra spice to the game. I mean, that's just how I feel about about that across all sports. I feel like that just throws a little something. I mean, it's almost like... Think of the opposite. When you think of, like, the NFL and the Super Bowl, nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. That's basically the all-star game. You have all these, you know, perennial pro bowlers... You know, competing various skill games, whatever, you know, or just a classic straight up AFC, NFC game. Like, and I'm not, I'm not against that. I would love to still see that. But again, the context in that you're, you're pulling up dudes that don't even really, not saying they don't care, but like at that point their season's over. Like, why am I going to try to go for my 15 reps, you know, to try and get my 150, 200 yards you know what I mean? If if it doesn't even matter, if they're not even going to count it towards my actual stats, like it's just it's basically an exhibition, which again is fine and dandy in the context or in its proper context or in its proper place. You I mean you don't want to do that at the end of the season when nobody really cares, especially the fans, or where they're already hyped up on the actual, you know, the Super Bowl match. They don't really care about about anything else by that point. So, point being, within the various games make them well definitely make them marketable i mean that's that's just without a doubt but i think my main point is just you can you can do both you can have it be fun you can have it mean something and not be just a waste of a weekend or free weekend like you can really just have it be fun and just you know fine let's just take a break but you you know it, it really is and I'm not the guy who's just going to all of a sudden have the, the answer. I'm just saying I know that there's – I can see that there's a need for that because whatever they're currently doing isn't working. So there's got to be a way to uh, – I don't want to say compromise, but there's got to be a way to just bring those two avenues together to at least form something that's a little more – I don't want to say fluid, but just – it just meshes a little bit better. It fills – like it goes with not only the season, but it goes within itself. You don't want a, a conglomerate of, of random events because then it looks like you don't even know what you're doing. You're just gonna, okay, we'll just put this week aside and we'll just put some stuff together. That looks like you don't know what you're doing. Like, simply put, it looks like you don't know what you're doing. And and MLB is definitely not in the business of making itself look foolish despite what some, some historic... uh situations may may say otherwise but for any self-aware business or any business that hopes to stay afloat you're gonna do you're gonna try to do things to put yourself in a better position so or at least you know put contingency plans to not you know you got to have some fail safe so i think that if they do employ those those resources to try and you know, make it a little more fluid or try to to piece it together so it fits a little bit better, then I think you'll see a better product overall. And I'm not saying anything about about what's going on this season because like I just said this thing, this whole season has been phenomenal. I'm just saying within the scale of the entire season, like you got to think of it like three parts. You got to think of the first part, you know, part one, first half of the season, cool, part two, all star break, you know, whatever, whatever trade deadline, because that's that's very big too. I mean, we can definitely get into some trade deadlines, but I kind of wanted to save that for possibly episode fifteen or sixteen, depending on when when the stove starts getting uh, starts getting turned on. But but that's what I mean. That's a whole second part of the season, and then you have part three, which is the second half. You got post trade deadline, you know, you got the trades, acquisitions. Releases, whatever have you, you start seeing the twenty-five man, the forty man, the whatever, the fifty man, whatever. You start seeing a more honed-in pitcher than you did, you know, even a few weeks prior. You got to think of where we were, even at the beginning of the month. Think of the Mets going on a a crazy tear. I think they won ten out of eleven, if I'm not mistaken. Same thing with the Dodgers, how they how they turned around, how they righted ship after losing a couple of series, you know, getting no hit by the Cubs, you know, just looking like they got punched in the mouth. You know, the, like I said before, the National League is is here to play. Like, it's not, it's not necessarily the Dodgers division or league to win. As we can see, the Giants emerging out of nowhere, being the first team to 50 wins, or no, if I'm not mistaken, that might have been the Rays. But but either way, being one of those perennial, looking like a perennial powerhouse type team where you're just running through teams, it co- it goes to show you that it isn't just a one a one pony show. It isn't just a one trick pony as far as one one team, you know, in one division dominating everybody else. It definitely is a battle royale at this point. There definitely are teams. That are capable of taking the crown from the Dodgers, and it may not be an overt dominance. It could be the Dodgers defeating themselves, as as we have seen in other post seasons, or you know, the in the past seasons leading up to the postseason. You know, so it's it's not necessarily at all of a sudden they just faltered and they made amazing trades. They somehow got better. So, you know, to kind of make that this tangent a little bit shorter. It's not from lack of teams trying. It's not, it's definitely not the same five teams emerging. You know, it's a different age. It's, it's, it's it its is, we're going to see it too. Like I said, part three, you're going to see these teams either stay hot, falter, whatever. You're going to see the cream rise to the top. Does the cream of the crop, whatever. But you know what I mean? It, it's going to be, when the dust settles you're gonna see it you're gonna see the storylines the arcs all the all the different things that came into play to allow these certain teams to be in the positions that they will be in come August and September and you know going into October but it starts now even now even with the all-star break because you'll you like i said you see teams like the giants coming out of nowhere and and really trying to make a run for it and which really will mix up the second half that's really what I'm trying to get at is this last half is really going to be where we start seeing some more of these dogfights. Like, yes, we saw a couple where you're trying to take some key series and you start seeing some of these teams build momentum one series after another to start trying to put themselves or solidify themselves into certain positions. And, you know, like I said, as as you see the weeks go on, they start entrenching themselves and allow themselves the the liberty to be able to take two out of three or one out of three or set themselves up differently rather than having to play balls to the wall 100%. You know, you can be a little more strategic in your employment or your deployment of your bullpen or of your starters or certain defensive switches. Or Like, that's what I mean. You can start seeing really the chess game in baseball now that we've kind of already got the adjustment period. You know, we've already kind of... Felt each other out. We kind of already know what the season's about. We kind of already have have our idea of of what these teams' identities are. So it's more just okay. Can they can they double down? You know, can they build off of that, and or can they push that further? You know, can they can they build off that to to at least cement them into a solid? You know, maybe a postseason berth or something. Can they solidify themselves, or are they going to take that momentum and just go? You know, the afterburn is in freaking overdrive it and you know into a possible, you know, pennant win. So there's a lot there's a lot to take to take from that. And I know I just started with, with the pitchers. I know I haven't even really gone into the uh into the rest of the roster, but forgive my tangent. I'm just saying it, it really as much as we can celebrate this these festivities it really is indicative of obviously what we have gone through like to the point the point we are now obviously these all-stars are here for a reason everything they've done up to this point and i think it is also a a glimpse into the future and like uh, like i said before obviously we can have people falling off teams fall off whatever you know second second half blue second half strain is definitely real so that also is another interesting thing to see how, like I said, whether these teams try to try to maintain, try to excel, whether they falter. There's there's going to be a lot as far as uh, optically, like as far as just the scope of the overall league, like the shape and face of the league overall. There's going to be a lot to just derive from as far as, okay, well, what teams, like I said, are, are really going to start trying to make that extra that extra push or not. Cause again, we have the draft coming up. We're going to have winter meetings in the off season before we know it. So this is kind of that time, like, Hey, you, okay. Kind of leading me into my, into my point, basically the Yankees only being like a week or two out from possibly being mathematically eliminated, which one by itself is already kind of a a headline, but just think about that. Like in, in that sense of, of the argument that I'm, or the point that I'm making that even for some teams, even perennial powerhouse teams, even for big market teams, already, not even mid-July, it is the 10th of July, you already have some teams pre-All-Star break talking about, okay, well, how are we going to sell the farm? Like I said, trade trade deadline, uh, DFAs, all that other, you know, whatever have you. How are we going to figure out the rest of the season? How are we going to set ourselves up in a position to uh, to make moves you know obviously in the winter and the off season and you know set ourselves up for 2022 so you know it it is not it is not too early to have some teams already start thinking about next year and that is insane to me cuz it certainly has been it certainly has been a roller coaster let's leave it at that it definitely has been a roller coaster and I'm all here for it. Like if you would have told me that the Yankees could possibly be eliminated before the all-star break, if you would have told me that on episode one, I would have been like, damn, like, is it, are are you down that bad? Like, is it, and that's, that's kind of the point I'm getting at is like each season is different. Each season has something to bring, has something to bring to the table. So this point that we're at, we can kind of take stock on like I, keep saying take stock on where we've been where we're at right now and where we hope to go so you know without further ado and you know past my ranting we got the pictures out of the way um let's get into the actual roster and then as i said uh previous we will get i also have reserves we'll also get into the futures i'll make sure to get into the derby you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to be excited for. I'm I'm just talking about the overall perspective and, and just state of baseball. That's just, that's just the situation, you know, the situational being of, you know, the, where the state of baseball is. That's not even the actual product on the field. Everything that I'm, you know, the names I've listed so far, you know, I'm definitely not going to be a problem to have any of these headlining names, you know, produce and, and, you know give us a show it's it's not even the problem of that of that it's more like i said the league itself adjusting to as i mentioned before in other podcasts just out external things internal things obviously different scandals and whatnot and how they move forward but as far as actual players there's a lot there's a lot to be excited for there's a lot of a lot of great names we're going to be seeing a lot of facetime a lot of a lot of exposure, especially having crowds back in the stands, especially having that full capacity and getting the real feeling back to having fans in the stands. Really, you know, really getting back to that atmosphere and that excitement and that adrenaline and just that. It's not even a vibe. It's it's just just that aura, you know, just to for lack of a better word it it really is just in an ambiance of 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 something just being in that in you know even in the murmur of the crowd in between innings or you know setting up when the pitcher's setting up or whatever you know there's just something about it so to have to have these to have these fans back in the stands i think we're going to see a pretty great all-star game i think we're going to have i think we're going to have a lot to be a, a lot to be proud of As far as uh, what we see on the field and, you know, with with people being allowed back in. So as far as the roster, I'll go back to the American League. Uh, We have the starters. I already listed pitchers, and I also have my reserves. So for starters, official starters, I have Vlad Guerrero at first, Marcus Simeon at second. I have Xander Bogarts at third. Oh, I'm sorry. I had Xander Bogarts at short. I have Rafael Devers at third. That's why I had to take a pause. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, Salvador Perez, of course. At catch. Yeah, he's catcher. I have the... Oh, we have Mike Trout in outfield, which I'll get into that in a second. Uh, Aaron Judge, as well as Teoscar, Hernandez, outfield. We have Shohei Otani riding in the spot at DH. Now, for Mike Trout, even though even though he is injured and will not be able to participate, I I know that this is definitely beating a dead horse. I know many people have already expressed their, I don't even want to say displeasure because I mean, like in a sense, like, yes, he is always going to be a perennial all-star. That is never That will never be a doubt. But given the situation, the fact that he's injured, the fact that he's not going to be able to even attend or participate in any form, like, I would have loved to see him at the Home Run Derby instead of the, you know, at least to participate in very limited baseball activities if he was up to the task. The fact that he is, I'm not going to even say out indefinitely, but just the fact that he is not... To playing standard, especially for a, an, you know, in essence, an exhibition game, I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily the best move. Even though it is your highly marketed player or you know your your face of baseball and whatnot, I get, I get that, that that's the angle, that that's the push that you want to go for, and I'm, ninety nine out of hundred, I'm with you on that, but. Not when he can't even be on the field. Like it just doesn't make sense. When I mean, what you're gonna have him off to the side just doing autographs and stuff? Like I don't. Which is cool. I mean, hey, if you want to just let if if that was possible, you just let a bunch of players come in and hey, it truly is all star. Let all all the snubs, all the reserves, all like let everybody just go for it. Like I'm not. I'm not even saying that, but like the essence of okay, why why would you even have him in if he's not gonna play? So I think. More than enough people have already kind of beat, beat the horse on that one. So I'll just kind of leave that at, at that, I guess. Um, as far as reserves, though, uh, we do have Mike Zanino. I have Jose Otuve, Bo Bichette. I have Carlos Correa. We have Matt Olson, Jose Ramirez. We have Jared Walsh. I have Michael Brantley, Joey Gallo, Edos Garcia, Cedric Mullins, Nelson Cruz, JD Martinez. So pretty uh pretty set pretty set lineup. I uh, definitely am on the uh of the mind that Cedric Mullen should probably be taking Trout's spot especially for this situation. I'm not saying that he's obviously we're not saying that he's a better player by any means, but in this specific case given the fact that he is having a pretty nice year and the fact that Mike Trout is not available I think that that just kind of needs to be – kind of needs to just be said. But, I mean, we'll just kind of leave that at that, and we'll just see how how MLB decides to respond or how they adjust and whatnot. So as far as National League, uh, as I mentioned before, we have all those pitchers. Uh, For starters, at first base, I have Freddie Freeman. Second base, I have Adam Frazier. Shortstop, I have Fernando Tatis Jr. Third base, we have Nolan Arenado. Catcher, I have Buster Posey. Uh, outfield, we have Ronald Acuna Jr., Nick Cassianos, and Jesse Winker. So, those are the finalized starters for as far as our reserves. I have JT Real Milto, Ozzy Albies, Chris Bryant, Brandon Crawford, Jake Cronenworth, Eduardo Escobar, Max Muncie, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Brian Reynolds, Kyle Schwarber, Juan Soto, and Chris Taylor. So, Pretty power powerful lineup there too. Pretty power packed. Definitely uh looking looking pretty spicy, you know, to uh to say the least. Um, it's just really everything that you could ask for as far as this roster is concerned. Um, with certain placements I know people are gonna have are gonna have issue with one over the other. I don't even you talk about even how wow. You even talk about Hall of Fame ballot voting. Wow, I I can't believe I couldn't say that. Um, Even with the voting, though, you you have those one or two that just, like, basically, I don't know what to tell you. You know, there's always somebody that's going to try to, I don't want to say, like, throw things off, but there's just always that one person. And you guys know what I'm talking about. There's always just that one person. So what do we do with that? We keep going. Like, I don't... I mean, for lack of a better word, I'm sorry, but, you know, for lack of a better a better option, I really don't have too much else as far as you guys. There's not much I can do, you know, for that. I'm just... I'm just one guy, you know, with the mic, just talking about the game I love here. It's pretty much just up to the league and how, again, how they adjust, and that's pretty much where we're at. I mean, all we can really do is is talk about it, keep the conversation going and let them know, you know, in speaker displeasure, make that known. It isn't just, you know, like in my, oh, it isn't just some guy, you know, running his suck about about stuff that nobody else cares about. It's like, no, this is these are legitimate grievances from it's not even just one fan base, multiple fan bases across baseball itself. So, you know, especially in the interest of keeping the product on the field as best as possible, not performance, but just literally just doing what's best for the game. So those are our starters, our reserves, our pitchers. Um, just two names to take away, especially given, like I said, what we expect to to see possibly in the second half. I think uh, this was about a week ago. I saw the pace. I saw a 162 game pace that of home runs and rbis that shohei otani and one of fernando tatis jr could could accomplish i mean they they probably won't but they could they're like just the pace that they're on so obviously it can it'll probably falter second half whatever have you but just just think about this for a second so as far as a week ago uh, as far back as a week i mean obviously that fluctuates but I saw this thing that said their 162-game pace had Shohei Ohtani at 64 home runs and 141 RBIs. Meanwhile, I have Fernando Tatis Jr. at 65 home runs and 142 RBIs. These are projected. Now, Shohei is already at half the mark with 32. I need to double-check and see what, what Tatis Jr. is at, but... Let me just back up for a second, actually. Like, just, okay, even if these gentlemen are not the face of baseball, the fact that these dudes, these two dudes are making the most waves in the league right now, are making the most waves in general news, sports news, whatever, is something that definitely should not be understated, should definitely be appreciated. And as I keep saying, we're only halfway through the season, ladies and gentlemen. We still got a whole lot of ball to play. Still a lot more to see. So if that's basically the pace that we can, you know, if that's the ceiling, anything short of that is still amazing. I'll still take 100, you know, 140 RBI or 130 RBI in a 40 home run season, absolutely. That's for either, gentlemen. I mean, that that really, I really don't care who, just the fact that that you could have somebody eclipse that kind of mark, be it Shohei Otani, you know, dual position threat or somebody like Tatis Jr. like just a young stud and a young just powerhouse in the making, just, you know, hopefully a franchise player for the Padres. That's that's not something you want to take lightly if, like I said, these dudes not aren't necessarily the face of baseball. They're definitely they're definitely indicative of what the baseball the wow, what the face of baseball would look like, or what the landscape of the league would look like either in the next now, five years or ten years, you know, and what that what that can lend itself to evolve from, if that makes sense. Like whatever it's gonna be, you know, will be obviously that next, you know, stepping stone or leaping board, whatever however you want to visualize that, into you know, the true future of the league. Like we always kind of tend to think it's the next five to 10 years from now, but you got to really think about that. Some of these, some of that, like the five five to 10 year mark, some of these dudes are already in college. You got to think about that. By the time some of these guys hit their prime, they're already in, they're already in the system. They're already at least in a general sense in the arena. So you're kind of already aware of what, might be going on if you do want to take time to to dive into the weeds a little bit as far as minor league ball and, you know, just lower level affiliates and whatnot. So it's definitely there. The, the, I don't want to say the data, but like the information is there. But I think as I'm saying the next step would really be, I mean, thinking of when my, when my boy is grown or almost grown. You know, he's he's going to be, you know, going on two now. So I'm thinking, okay, what is the league going to look like when he's 15, you know, when he's 20? Not, you know, not when he's five, maybe when he's 10, but I want to know what it's like when he's 15, you know, when he's going to be 25 and he's going to be, you know, 30 like me, or, you know, 32. So, I mean, obviously that's, that's unfathomable because we don't even know where we're going to be. I don't want to say we don't know where we're going to be, but we still have to get to... The first step is what what I'm talking about. We still have to get to this next phase of baseball to get to that that further ahead is what is that ladder is what I'm talking about. So Yeah, it's just it's just really exciting to see this type of play, you know, in our day and age, you know, of hyper analytics and all this, but to know that it's just really it comes down to the true grit and skill and just talent, whatever you want to throw in there of just these players and just where we're at in the current state of the game like it it really is just such such an uplifting time as far as our games concerned like the future really is bright like it really talent wise and just the the potential the sky really is the limit it really is just it's more it's more your game to lose than it is trying to win if that makes sense like it's it's definitely going to be from the missteps more than more than anything trying to do too much or so, I mean, I know I've definitely harped on that more than enough as far as the league's concerned, trying to move the game forward. So I really hope that certain missteps and certain things won't outweigh the true growth of the game and what, and what will make it, you know, continue to grow and, and, you know, put asses in the seats for lack of a better word, you know, just to keep being the game we love you know, in into the future and beyond. So, kind of, kind of diving a, a little bit deeper because I, I know this is a Shohei Ohtani show, basically. But I just kind of want to give an extra little nugget, basically going into this All Star break, just so you guys can kind of just really get a little extra nugget and really understand just how special this dude is being this season. And it really kind of sucks because the Angels, you know, uh, being a handful of games out of the wild card, like just can't really seem to get it done and I know I had them as a dark horse team, but at this point, like I mean my my greatest hope was for them to dominate wild card and to squeak into the playoffs but to to really see them be a handful out from even the wild card and to be barely flirting with 500 ball is is very discouraging to say the least. um I know they obviously got rid of the albatross of position in contract that was Albert Pujols and obviously he's flourishing and doing a lot better, you know, on the other side of the freeway. So, you know, all things considered, I would have hoped that the Angels would start making better progress, but again, it is still the first half, but at the same time, you were at we're already at the first half. So, like, I mean, you can only use that excuse for so long like, hey, it's July now. It's July ball. Like you had May. You had April for sure. Like April whatever. Everybody is a blank slate. Nobody really cares about April. Fine. You had May and June, my guy. You had you had two whole other months. Now we're in July. We are in like I said, it is July tenth. We are in July. Fourth's already over, which happy belated fourth to all you to all you dirtbags out there. Hope you uh, had some good food, spent with family and friends and whatnot, just loved ones and just enjoyed your uh, enjoyed your time off. For those uh, americans and if you're here in internationally well then i just hope you had a good week or that good day in general anyway but kind of lost my track of that <laughs> with that one um goodness but yeah it's already july you know the fourth's already passed that's how you kind of know like hey this is the big weekend everybody wears the 4th of July jerseys and everything like that's kind of indicative of hey All-Star voting All-Star break like we're getting into it. So at this point if you're still trying to piece it together, you're still trying to form some kind of identity and really trying to get momentum I I won't say I won't necessarily say that you have a 0% chance because Stranger things have definitely happened, and the game is a fickle mistress, and she definitely likes to mess with history and just life in general you know life is life is crazy, sports is crazy, every season is different, so I'm gonna take another step back so I'm getting on another tangent, but like i that's basically what I'm getting at you can't you really can't take any season for granted. You really got to be in the moment and appreciate this f- definitely for what it is. Aside from the obvious historic nature of the season, you just got to appreciate it for what it is. And I know I've definitely harped on the multiple reasons why this season is going to be significant in, you know, from what had happened previous, what it's currently at, and what it hopes to accomplish for seasons moving forward as far as the game's concerned as far as everything with – opening up and just moving forward with the game of baseball in general. So um yeah, I just kind of got kind of got off off there, but like I said there's there's really a lot to to be excited about. Basically what I was getting at with this whole Shohei Ohtani thing and the face of baseball and all that is like the future is bright. It's in great hands. It's up to us, it's up to the league to to ensure that that keeps going. So as far as what I was trying to get at originally, with his um, another type of little tidbit, a little little nugget of information, if you will, um, is that he's the first player in history with 30 home runs and 12 stolen bases through 76 games. So through the first 76 games, we obviously we saw that you know a couple about a week week or two back, I want to say, about a week or, a week or so by now. So not only that with his pace of, of play, obviously hitting the long ball, being on the mound, so, that's just one player, but just the the nature in which the game is gonna start to take shape and change, and obviously, if he's an enigma, if he is a maverick and a true one of one, which I believe he is, then even better. But what does that mean towards towards the future? you know are there other players that are gonna try to develop two way you know we see a lot of that in m l b the show and you know video game type careers, but you know what does that look like in reality? will there be you know, we see some position players pitching, you know, I know that's a, that's always a good time. That's always a big thing to, to make a a spectacle of. But as far as like taking on a more serious, more, more concrete, more, how do I want to say just a more consistent approach to letting these guys develop these, these certain skills or, or, I don't want to say talent, but just, you know, their their level of, of performance. If these guys can definitely be two-way, then why not develop that, especially if they have proficiency? Now, I know, obviously, before everyone comes at me with the pitchforks and, and torches and all that, like I said, Otani's definitely a one-of-one. One. Um, and, you know, I'm not expecting anybody to replicate any any type of season that he has, especially with... Being able to be a dual threat, I'm not expecting that anytime soon. But what I'm saying is, will this push the envelope for future generations or for other front offices to be more op- more open to the idea of? I don't want to say developing as as far as because when I say trying to develop, everybody thinks oh they're just wasting money and wasting contracts on dudes that are gonna bust. That's not exactly what I'm saying. In a sense, yes, you do have to take a chance. But my my general sense is, if a legitimate prospect, or you know, uh, or if a prospect has a legitimate has legitimate development or you know has legitimate potential in the development or something that you can use why not at least at least look towards that door being open a little bit why not why not kind of see see what you can push you know i get it a lot of these teams especially in the lower level as we have seen time and time again the bottom line is the bottom line they're all about keeping those numbers in the green and you know eleven times out of ten it's usually the minor league players that that suffer at the end of that so you know I'm not suggesting oh let's let all these these teams write a blank check to letting any anybody start doing whatever oh this one dude throws you know throws 95 but he only wears one shoe oh this dude you know does a backflip when he throws oh this dude pitches with one hand oh this dude you know i'm not I'm not saying not to make it a gimmick because that's I'm sure that nobody's thinking that, especially when we're talking about Shohei, because that's definitely not what he is. But I mean, within the same vein of trying to open up that conversation, I know a lot, a lot will try to just immediately dismiss it by trying to over-exaggerate and trying to make it gimmicky of trying to be two-way. And I do believe that there is potential for players. I mean, obviously there's going to be the removal of, of... the DH, or I'm sorry, the, the DH, there's going to be a removal of the pinch hitter and, you know, universal DH. But even in that in that role, as, as a designated hitter, but also is on the bump, that's something that I would like to see more of if there is a legitimate potential or if there's legitimate reason for it. Like I said, moving away from the gimmicks. Now, as far as, like I said, he definitely is a one of one for... Our, our said mentioned, our aforementioned, or whatever, uh, all star game for the festivities. We have Shohei Otani participating. Well, I don't want to call it the triple thread, I don't want to really call it, I guess, hat trick. But basically, he's so he's obviously participating in the derby, he's also going to pitch, he's one of the pitchers. And he's also designated hitter. So think about that. This dude is batting in the Derby, is one of the starting pitchers at the All-Star Game, and is also a DH at the All-Star Game. Man, getting it done on the mound and at the plate, launching balls into the freaking stratosphere. How can that not get you fired up for either one player, Or just the game for the all-star festivities. Like, how can that not get you pumped to see what this kid is going to do? Again, historic things. I mean, I'm not going to say he's already a living legend, but he's doing legendary things. Like I said, stuff that you're talking about some freaking video game type crap. Like, come on, people. Think about this for a second. Really just wrap your mind around the... Everybody wants to be wrapped up in numbers, and I mean, if you don't even want to watch the dude play, just look at the numbers then look at the war look at the look at the rate in which he's racking up ks he's racking up home runs he's racking up just stats if you literally just want to look at the stats, then fine, look at them they will show you they will actually show you less than what than the full picture as as great as those numbers are, they will show you less of a picture than than you could see so I think um, I guess the one final I guess this is a good uh, segue. The one final bit I guess I will put towards Shohei Otani into you know the Shohei Otani show is my segue into the Derby itself and just the bracket how we have it set. Now we have a full we have a full roster set up now since the last since the last pod and um, let me see if I can not butcher the uh the rankings here and obviously the bracket is is how it normally is tournament bracket but i'm just gonna go top to bottom and then i will i will break down the brackets real quick so i appreciate you guys patience so let me see we have shohei otani coming in at number one for the home run derby coming in as the favorite we have number two joey gallo the rangers coming in wow nice power hitter right here. We have number we have number 3, Matt Olson of the A's. And number 4, we have Salvador Perez, the catcher for the Royals over here. Nice. Number 5, I see Pete Alonso, reigning champ looking to defend his throne. I've Trey Mancini with the Orioles at number 6, all right. Trevor Story coming in at number 7 with the Rockies. Let's see for number 8 rounding out. Uh we will have Juan Soto with the Nationals. So pretty uh pretty stacked lineup as far as the derby is concerned a lot to really to really look forward to as far as you know launch angle distance whatever there's about to be a lot of souvenirs for a lot of happy fans let's just leave it at that so breaking down this bracket we have one and eight Shohei otani juan soto i have joey gallo and trevor yeah trevor story at two and seven over here Let's have Matt Olsen, Trey Mancini at three and six, and Salvador Perez and Pete Alonso at four and five, respectively. So, basically, as you would expect, you know, top seed, bottom seed, two middles fight it out. Basic tournament seeding. Sounds about right. Now, I think the most interesting matchup, really, hmm, I think it will come into. It's definitely the first two rounds, or the first round of Shohei Ohtani and Juan Soto. Obviously, the opener, Salvador Perez and Pete Alonso. Obviously, everyone's going to see how Pete breaks out and how he defends his throne against against a power hitter. Salvador Perez, especially at catcher, that dude can can rake. So that's going to be. It's going to be nice to see a, uh, a pretty even matchup and and see how that pans out. At, you know, especially going into the next round. Facing off the the one eight seed or the two seven now, I'm more interested to see if Joey Gallo and Trey Mancini will match up going into round two, and what that'll look like. I may I may put it down to the finals of, it may come down to, see that's where I'm actually drawing the most troubles that Shohei and the Juan Soto. I I just can't tell. I mean, just suppose suppose it's Juan Soto, right? And suppose it's Pete Alonso. Like does does Pete Take back his throne? You know, does he defend his throne all the way? Does Juan Soto upset him? Does Shohei, you know, pull some more of that two way magic? Does Salvador Perez upset him early? And, you know, there's a lot right there within those first four names. And I'm not, no disrespect to the other four individuals. I'm just saying that that first little, little mix up is really going to be what draws your attention the first couple of minutes and, and, really is what where I think most of the action as far as like betting and just general analysis is going to take place. A lot of that seems to be that first round like a lot of that focus seems to be based on where that first round might might be going. So that's that's pretty much where where we're sitting on there because that is a uh, that's going to be tough to beat. I'm not going to lie. That that first round or two is really going to It's really going to break things open, I believe, and then we'll kind of settle into round two, but then it'll still be great. I think it's just going to be a slugfest the first round to just try and get top dog and then settle in for round two. Because, you know, you're basically beating out three other guys at that point or, you know, technically two other guys, but you know what I mean. And then finals, I mean, you're just, you know, it's just it's just basically just trying to finish strong and, and being crowned the champ. So I really think that first round is going to be where the most excitement is. Not that it's not going to be exciting. It's just we're going to see a lot of just the gloves are going to be coming off. A lot of just heavy first swings to just try and get, you know, just try and get those haymakers to land basically is is what I'm getting at. So, yeah, that is our that is our home run derby roster. That is our all-star game starters, our reserves, our our pitchers. And, yeah, I believe... I believe that is it for this podcast Uh, going on about an hour and i appreciate you guys listening as always i appreciate the support comments likes shares all that good stuff the listens everything so yeah i'm I'm really looking forward to this this week this weekend really looking forward to the festivities again i'm not looking forward to the jerseys but it is what it is you know just another meme i mean you can't really have a perfect season you know there's always got to be something so you know, for what it is, I definitely am appreciative of how this series of events, as far as the season, as far as just his history being made, as far as teams emerging, and just the series of events within the season. You know, just the different developments that are already starting to begin and starting to take shape is is making this just one definitely one for the books. Like I keep saying one to def- definitely remember and to, to be reminiscent of, you know, as, as we move forward into the future. So yeah, I'm just, again, looking forward to what these guys will bring when we get to that day and just seeing how, if we, uh, if we're going to crown a repeat champ or if we're going to crown somebody new and seeing the, the remainder of as far as the trade deadline and, and things of that nature is a lot, A lot to be looking forward to on the horizon as far as the next two or three weeks are concerned. So, again, I appreciate the ride so far, Dirtbags. I appreciate all the listens and shares and all that good stuff. So, yeah, until next time, stay tuned, Dirtbags. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute, wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen. PSA. We have some adjustments already to the roster. So I apologize. There is actually one more adjusted roster to both the American League and the National League rosters for the All-Star game. So let me go ahead and just uh swap these out. So we have. Hmm. Let me make sure I get all these. Right for you guys. So so far it looks like for our National League players we have Kevin Gossman, Brandon Woodruff, Jacob de Grom, Yu Darvish, Buster Posey, and Mookie Betts being replaced uh for the National League. Let's see, for the American League, I have Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, Michael Brantley, and Ryan Presley. So let's see. Let's see what we have for the replacement. So basically, you know, there's a good There's a good amount on both sides. Let me go ahead and see their actual replacements, though. So it looks like we have Tim Anderson, Yadier Molina, Walker Bueller, Whit Merrifield, Max Scherzer, Justin Turner, Taiwan Walker, Freddie Peralta, Joey Wendell, Chris Bassett. So, these are all the names of our National League and American League All-Star replacements. Also, another side note, it also appears that Yair Molina is opting out as well or looking for a replacement as well. So, that remains to be seen as far as the National League side for who will be manning the backstop. So... Wow, that is uh interesting, just kind of how that already flipped. So again, I appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you uh staying tight with all these updates and and uh roster adjustments. So again, this from the names that I'm already seeing as well as for the replacements for some of these players, it seems like we're still in good hands. Uh and that it should still be a really great all-star break. So yeah, that's the uh the update that I wanted to give out before before I send this off to you guys. So, yeah, again, appreciate you guys listening and I look forward to uh, breaking down the all-star game for you guys and maybe just whatever we're going to see as far as the trade deadline and everything else coming up in the the next two weeks or so. So, again, appreciate you guys and stay tuned, Dirtbags.